Blog Talk Radio. Wrong. It's been a while since I've been in the studio. We cover our bases, face it. You can't erase us. Back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it. Always our response is amazing. Our bases covered, yeah. Yeah, you know you love it. Our thoughts, they be off of the dome. First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather. Then you know we bringing it home. We cover our bases, face it. You can't erase us. Back and forth, watch how we shine. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it. Always our responses be prime. Our bases covered, Woo. yeah. Welcome back to the All Bases Covered podcast on our new day, Wednesday, as we are dropping down to one show a week. Uh, some interesting news. We are also simulcasting live on River on the Riverside FM video feed, so we'll still have that one going. Glad to be back on Blog Talk. Uh, glad to... Uh, get our Apple and Amazon uh, audience back. We've been missing it. And also the live callers. Hopefully we'll have some people dialing back in. It's it's a crazy day for news. It's been a crazy injury week. Hopefully Josh will be joining us. But uh, if he doesn't, that's okay. We got Sam Hare, the original uh, original member of this, uh, this family here. Uh, what's going on, Sam? I, I think you're glad to be back on Blog Talk. Your phone's not going to die now. Oh, shit. I can't hear you, man. Sam, you there? We're already having technical difficulties. Fucking great. Well, regardless, uh, we got quite a lot uh, to talk about today. It's been just the fucking terrible uh, weeks for a week for injuries, man. It's it's been god awful. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, here. Let's see if this happens. This, this works. Yo, Yo Sam. He muted you, go. dick. No, I didn't. I fucking unmuted. Yeah, I you did. Five. No. What a you dick. liar. <laughs> how'd, how'd you enjoy how, how'd uh, you enjoy that ass whooping I gave you last week in fantasy? Wasn't an ass whooping. You beat me by four points. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely it was. Jamar Chase came and bailed your ass out like he was fucking Obama, bro. So calm down. Before that, <laughs> it was an ass whooping ha- waiting to happen. All right? Hey, does it matter sure. if you win by an inch or a mile, bro? Uh, 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 maybe, but, but regardless, uh, it was not that big of an ass whooping. So let's, let's just calm down there. Let's just, oh, let's, let's just, just put a let's be real. You lost. What's your record again? Fuck. It's one and four now. It's okay. It's early. Oh, it's early. you suck. Yeah. <laughs> what a dick. What a dick. Josh is running late, but we are simulcasting on Riverside. So uh, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens on this show today. I'm curious to see how it's it be goes. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I. Oh, fuck, man. 
I I don't even fucking know at this point uh, where to start. Well, upload some of the shit here into the Riverside chat. I dude, I honestly I've been paying attention to this shit in um, Israel, and it, I I know this show we don't get too political here uh, very often. Uh, you know, especially with when Joe's on the show because Joe goes fucking insane. But uh, bananas. Typically, yeah, fucking just outrageous. But typically, we try not to go too political. But this shit in Israel with Hamas, man, is just—it's fucking terrible, dude. I don't even know where to start with it. But some—I don't know if you heard some of the shit that they've been doing, the Hamas like terrorists. Uh, did you? No, I mean, I'll be honest with you, man. I haven't. I haven't really. I haven't really read up on it, you know, um, as far as what exactly is going on. All I know is that fucking people are dying. Israelis and yeah. Palestinians are dying, are dying, bro, because people yeah. can't get their shit together, you know? So one of the things, that, oh, and Josh just joined us. So, hey, Josh, if you also want to join the Riverside simulcast so we have that on video, go ahead and do that. Um, but Hamas has basically been going into Israelis' homes and cutting off the heads of babies. Like, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. If, you're, if you're killing fucking children, that's not like in a bombing, right? Like where it's not like, like where you're not trying to kill civilians. There just happened to be a casualty of war. There's, there's something fucking missing, dude. Like, like the Nazis, for instance, used to go in and stuff Jewish babies in a bag and then throw them into the river, right? Like, there's a part of you that if you're willing to do that, even for, like, whatever the cause is, there's something wrong with you. You're you're not That's a very bad man. That's a very, very bad. You are a very, very bad man. Dude, and I'll tell you what, fuck fuck you, Hamas, and you goddamn Muslims. There's not fucking a hundred virgins waiting for you up in heaven, okay? I hope hope it's actually a bunch of – it's a hundred dicks waiting for your asshole in hell. So I hope you enjoy that for all eternity. I mean, that might might be what they're saying when they're saying a hundred virgins. You never know, bro. They they, they didn't specify, right? They they never specify what kind of virgin, right? Yeah, I guess (laughs) – Oh my God! So I gotta get the I gotta get the wheel spun up here for you and Josh to Bro, spin. Get, I like get your, how get your Twitter get your Twitter shit talking up. That's what you gotta do. Like I like how I like how you guys tried to be like, oh, I picked the Dolphins when everything's fucking recorded. So good, good, um, good, good try there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> good, good fucking try. Um, Trying to find the goddamn wheel of names that I'd uh, fucking deleted all this shit, so I have to fucking implant all the rest of the fucking shit again. All right, while I do that, and uh, Josh, Josh, can you hear? Josh, yeah, Josh is on the podcast. What happened? I just got a lot of background noise because my kids don't have to shut up. Oh, uh, gotcha. Well, but, that's usually so what I, kids I do, do, right? Mm-hmm. I, I did want uh, to call in onto that uh, 
that Hamas and Israel. Like, do you, yeah. did you see what some of the squad members are posting? They're, they're telling Israel no. to stand down. Like, what the fuck? Who? The really? squad members, Oman and Carrie Bush and AOC and uh, the other oh, person. Oh, fuck them. Like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? I think, oh, you I want to tell them to stand Hamas down when they're the ones who got attacked? Like, a, like something they served with, like, pita bread and chips and shit, you know? I thought it was hummus. And, then, and, and, and this is the same person <laughs> that said she was, feel, she was fearing for her life because we, we Americans – came into the Capitol. She feared her life hiding in her fucking office. Yet she wants wants a fucking uh, terrorist attacking innocent people and killing innocent people. She's okay for that. Well, you saw in New York. You saw yeah, let in them, New let York. Them all, invite um, all of them over to like AOC, AOC's apartment. And let exactly. them hang out with her for a bit. Yeah, let, let there be a jihad on her fucking vagina with all of them. I think that's actually already been done, though. So, all, all right. right. She probably likes it. Hey, all right. Hey, all right. Uh, let's spin the wheel, and then let's talk about the fucking crazy week of injury history that we got this past uh, this week so far. So I'm going to share my screen so Josh can see shit. Sam, since you're not on the podcast, you're just going to have to trust that this is what's happening. So... Um, I, don't trust shit, bro. I don't trust shit. You want to spin All right, first go ahead and since spin you lost? Me. All right. Even though I had the Dolphins, not the Giants. Oh, I'm sure. Now this is Slimer. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Now uh, I will remove the slimer. Now we're spinning for Sam. Sam got oh Cam Cam Newton. God damn it, you got fucking off easy. The Cam Newton, which I don't know how we're gonna. Sam's never on fucking camera to do this, but the Cam Newton is doing a different TD dance before every segment. So oh okay uh, okay. Yeah. I think we should re-spin then. I think you should re-spin your nuts in someone else's mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be – I mean, are you going to do any of your stuff? I mean, we're still, what, four weeks in and still haven't done any of your punishments? Hey, listen, I'm going to do the suit and the pirate. Okay. When are you doing the pirate? Are you doing the pirate today? Talk like a pirate for the entire show? No, no. We're going to do soup and pirate next Wednesday. Soup and Pirate next Wednesday. Fantastic. All right, guys. So I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. In, impacting not only fantasy, hey, listen, but no also impacting. Hey, John, no one asked you whether you <laughs> believed it or not, right? Hey. Opinions I mean, are like really, assholes. Really Everyone's a year one. and a half in on this, and you still haven't done one punishment. Uh, opinions saying, uh, are like assholes. Everyone has one. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Where where is Joe? Basically, has just said fuck it. He's he's crawled into a hole somewhere. I think I think Joe's suffering from an episode. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I haven't talked to him. What if I call him no. later if he'll answer? He's usually pretty bad at answering lately. Uh, so we got massive injury news 
Uh, not only for real-life NFL purposes, but for fucking fantasy football purposes, too. Justin Jefferson, Dev, uh, Devin Achane, and James Conner, as well as Anthony Richardson, all heading to the IR. Now, for Conner and Achane, it's not that big of news. They're going to miss four weeks. Connor's, Connor's old. He also always gets banged up. He seems to miss two to four games every single season. So this I think and Achani's going to be back. He basically misses four games, and the Dolphins have their bye, so he really gets five weeks to recover from, I guess, a bad knee bruise or a potential strained ligament. Um, they haven't really come out and said exactly what it is with the knee, but it's not season-ending. So I think, I think he's going to be back and strong. The biggest one is Justin Jefferson because I think the Vikings are going to full-blown tank, Sam. I really do. Uh, I know Josh had to step away, but I think Jefferson. What are they one in? Are they one in four? Or are they winless so far, Sam? No, they're one in four. They're one in four. Okay, so they're one in four. If Jefferson, the next four games, if they're sitting at one in eight and they end up trading Kirk Cousins. Do you really think Jefferson's with with a contract needing to be negotiated? Do you really think he's going to come back this year? Uh, probably because I'm sure he's got money on the line. I I don't know. I I, I don't know, man. Because I think, I I don't, think he can preserve really... himself for a larger contract. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 I, I to me, it feels like what happened with Lamar Jackson last year. You know what I mean? Lamar Jackson was waiting on a new contract. He got slightly banged up. How many games did he miss last year, Lamar Jackson, including the playoff games? It was like eight games, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, I, had to trot me, out, uh, they had to trot out their second guy, you know, that other yeah. guy that made, uh, made it the Pro Bowl as an alternate. Yeah, I, I don't know how Tyrone Huntley made it as an all-Pro Bowl. That's because, I guess, 20 other quarterbacks said no, so they had to get somebody. Um, but, dude, I, I don't know. I don't like – I it, like, for guys that drafted Justin Jefferson, not in Dynasty, obviously in Dynasty, he's still a very strong hold at this point. You know, you're, you're going to get your money's worth eventually. But in the redraft, guys that took him in the top two this year are – panicking a little bit because I don't think that Justin Jefferson is going to be like, I don't know if he's coming back. I mean, why? And if you're the Vikings and you trade Kirk Cousins, why would you bring him back if you're trying to suck for Caleb Williams? But are they going for Caleb Williams? Well, the Vikings were one of Caleb Williams, five teams, right? That he said he would come out and play for. So if you're bad enough, if you only win two or three games, if you don't have Justin Jefferson, you already said goodbye to Dalvin Cook. Now it's not that that team is talent like like they still got Hawkinson, they got Addison, they got KJ Osborne, Cam Akers, Alexander Madison. The defense isn't very good, but I, yeah, I mean what I guess what Justin Jefferson fans are going to have to hope that is in these next four weeks while he's out with his hamstring injury or so, is that the Vikings maybe go two and two or or three and one. 
And then maybe, you know, if they're sitting at three and five after four weeks or so, or, or, or I'm sorry, four and five or, you know, three and six, maybe he comes back and they make a run because that division, other than the Lions, isn't very strong. So, I don't know, man. But uh, it's not good news. No, I mean, if, no, if, if I was Minnesota and I know he's out and you lose the next couple of games, I would, I would just hold him out. Uh, just keep, just yeah. keep tanking. You already know you're going to need a new quarterback. Get one of the top quarterbacks and come out, and then you've got, then you can probably please Jefferson because I don't think he wants to play with uh, Kirk Cousins anymore. Yeah, you don't think he wants to play with Kirk Cousins anymore? I really don't. I think he wants somebody else. No. Well, Caleb Williams would seemingly be an upgrade. What do you What do you think, Sam? Still have Sam? I don't know what's going on. His audio has been really body. Really shitty. Uh, he's probably out like usual. Sam, what's going on? Yo. I, haven't, I didn't mute you again, asshole. So, Jesus fucking Christ. We went back to blog talk so he could fucking speak. Anyways. Yeah, I don't like blog right. talk because I can fucking keep my phone in my fucking ear. Because I can't find my <laughs> cheap-ass AirPods or my freaking uh, uh, shit. I'm about to go look for them again. Yeah. All right. Sam. Move it along. What the – moving on. All right. Jesus Christ. This show's already gone off the fucking rails. It's a Wednesday show. It's, it's all only your show. Um, okay, I want to do So, we talked about some of the injury news. What the fuck is happening in New England? Bill Belichick just doesn't look like he's got it anymore, man. I just – they – the offense looks absolutely fucking atrocious. And the defense doesn't look very good. Um, Their first three games – first three games, they were looking pretty strong. And, like, not not that – not terrible. They barely lost to Philadelphia. They gave Miami a tough game, and then they beat the Jets. But then Dallas and New Orleans have absolutely eviscerated them. And I don't, well, I mean, don't know what's happening. Let's give credit to Dallas because Dallas does have a really good defense. So, uh, I mean, they're, Dallas is – that's two games this year that they've just absolutely destroyed teams on defense. So uh, I, I think it's an offensive yeah. problem. I, I don't think Mac Jones has a good offensive line. They can't find the running game right now. Uh, the receivers are, again, mediocre. They don't really have anybody. They're just trying to piece people together. So, yeah. I mean, is, is now, now you've got to really question, was it Bill Belichick? The reason why New England was no, so good? No, Tom Brady. Or was it Brady? Tom Brady, dude. It was 1,000% so, Brady. I th- and I think that's I mean, what we're seeing. Wait, 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 sorry, 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 guys. Guys, I apologize, apologize. I had a call. Okay. Apologies. But 
I will say this: Tom Brady had the backs, uh, had the, uh, you know, he he jumped out to to leads, uh, you know, based on the fact that he had a really good defense his entirety for when he was there, even with no namers, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean but, that's that's what I'm saying. But, I, I think I think Tom Brady was is what made that team so good. Yes, he had very good defensive teams, but was that was that Belichick or was that? Uh, the defensive coordinators that he's had there. You know, I mean, no, that was Belichick I game they... planning. The defense is Belichick. But the, here's the thing. Without here's, Tom Brady, but you Belichick gotta hasn't won shit. And you got to remember, I, and, and I strongly feel about this, is I think they were cheating before they got caught. Before that. Well, you you're go 100% to, you right. Go back to, I think they were videotaping people, so they knew exactly what people were going to run. That's why their defense was so good. Because you go back to the Denver team where Josh McDaniels was the coach, and it came out that they were uh, spying on other teams. And the players even said, we knew exactly everything this team was going to do before they did it when we seen them line up. I think that's what New England was doing for a long time. And that's why they got caught with Spygate. If you remember that Rams Super Bowl with the greatest show on turf, the Rams said that in a in a documentary, um, the Rams said, "Dude, like Marshall Falk was saying, they knew what we were going to run, and we had only practiced it that week. We had never shown it on film before." Yeah. So I don't know. Definitely could have been some cheating going on. So. I mean, I honestly 100% believe they were cheating. Uh, after just listening to podcasts uh, coming from old players, I, I think that was a lot of it. And and then you finally, Tom Brady actually finally got a squad for offense, and that's when their offense kind of started turning around. Yeah. But you got to wonder. you got to wonder that if the, if the Patriots were doing that, you know, with lesser technology in the 80s, I wonder what other team was also doing that, you know? It's a lot easier to intercept those radio signals in the 80s compared to when Belichick and those boys were doing it. Well, who was winning Super Bowls in the 80s? The 49ers? For the, well, the 49ers, but are you, I guess I'm confused about Sam's point. Where the, the Patriots weren't winning Super Bowls in the 80s. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying that if if the Patriots oh. were doing it, I'm sure they're not the first team in the history oh. of the NFL to do it. I got, I got you. Right? Yeah. Okay. What okay. else do you have to take into consideration from the 80s now, just out of pure speculation? Yeah. Or the 90s. Well, I also think right? not having really a salary cap in the 80s is why you had dynasties going on, right? So, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's, it's 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 crazy, but I I just I don't know. I think Belichick probably just needs to retire, or maybe he needs to find a new job somewhere else. Because sometimes this is what happens, guys. Sometimes the coach is there for so long that players just start to tune him out when he and and the Patriots where the where the locker room leaders, guys. Like where's the Teddy Brewskis? And the Julian Edelmans and the Tom Brady's and the you know Logan Mankins and and all these other guys that were that used to be locker room leaders the Rodney Harrisons the Patriots name me one person on that team 
one or two people at the true locker room leader over there. They no, yeah, they don't. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to know right? Exactly. A bunch of exactly. no neighbors, right? No, but can I make one and, point real quick? Sorry, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. it I, just going back to what you were saying about the coaches, Andy Reid had a very similar situation of being not, you know, not being able to really cut it in Philly at one point. And sometimes you're right. Great coaches need a change of scenery to get back into whatever it is that they want to do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because that's exactly who I was going to bring up, Sam. Andy Reid, Philadelphia, had a great run. He he made it to a Super Bowl. He made it to three uh, conference uh, – four conference title games. Uh, but his last two years in Philly, he was eight and eight and four and twelve, and then he then he was fired after the 2012 season. He yeah, goes and, to and Kansas that's... City, and he goes eleven and five, taking a team that previously <laughs> was two and fourteen, and going eleven and five with them. So maybe Belichick should. I'm not saying leave after this year and get right back into coaching, but maybe leave, take a year off, re, recoup rejuvenate, and then see what opportunities are out there at the end of next season. I think and I think there are 32 teams, I mean 31 teams outside the Patriots, that would take him as a D.C. Uh, any day of the week, right? No, but I don't think – Belichick doesn't strike me as a guy that would leave a head coaching position to take a defensive coordinator position. And I really believe – there, there would be teams open that I think where he could instantly, he could instantly win if uh, with the, with the right roster. And there's two teams that stand out to me as potentially having a head coach opening where I believe the pieces are in place where he could win. And the first one is the Washington Commanders. Um, with that defense already, they got a pretty good defense. They got some, a nice fit on offense. Sam Howell, he's pretty young, but I, I think Sam Howell looks pretty good, like he could be a decent quarterback in the league. And then the other team that I think 100% would take him right now um, is the uh, Cleveland Browns, if Stefanski doesn't work out. And in Cleveland, he's got a quarterback. Um <laughs> That's Jim Harbaugh. He's got a quarterback. They got a run game. They got a defense. So I think those two teams. Maybe, maybe Bill runs it back in Cleveland and finally brings the Super Bowl to Cleveland. No, Jim Harbaugh's coming back to Cleveland. All right. You heard it here first. uh, Heard it here here first. Breaking news from from Josh. Breaking news. All right. I've got my story, guys. From Josh. Let us I mean, you might as well just say from Josh and Drake, because that news is completely fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got the fake news. The big news. By by the way, Sam, do you have a chronic corner ready for today? If not, I think we're going to just power through and, and, and piece, piecemeal one together. Let, let's power through. Okay. All right. Let's draw a helmet. Who wants to go first for the helmet drawing? You do. All right, I guess I do. I guess I'm going first, fuckers. 
And he's shaking his balls. He's shaking his balls. He's looking down to see his pick. And he's picking the golden helmet. Well, I'm putting it back. <laughs> no, no, no. It's he's just, got the double punishment helmet. It's double death, double death, but I can put this one back. No, you Mode can't. No, you, no can't. you can't. No, no, no you can't. Way. You don't get to pick, put that one back. Rule. Yes, it was. Nope. You could only put rule? back. You could only put back the teams that were playing. You had to take the double. That's not Same a way. rule. You can't That's put back a golden helmet. Same Same way you can't put back a golden helmet. Put back the golden. Who's gonna put back the golden it, helmet? Dude, dude, it is just it's the same thing. It's saying that. That's why it's called a double death penalty. If you got it, you automatically got the double death. Fucking double! I'll spin the wheel twice next week. Fuck yeah! Oh. That's why I said Louie goes for. I'll go, I'll go number two. <laughs> Sam got Tampa Bay. Is what's the spread? Let's see. Tampa Bay. They're playing the Lions. They're three and a half point <laughs> dogs on the at home. You want to keep it or put it back? Damn. Put it back. All right. And, oh, Sam drew the Lions. So, <laughs> <laughs> the matchup, Lions are, Lions are three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. So, Sam's got the Lions. Uh, and now I'll we got it. Josh. <laughs> Josh, you drew, ooh, the Raiders. The Raiders are three-point favorites at home against the Patriots. Keep it or put it back. Yeah, I'll put it back. I don't trust Jimmy G. I I should have been able to put it back. Bill Bill said Mike is, is, uh, you know, uh, coach around Josh McDaniels. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, he's got got his – Oh, oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> yeah, or Josh draws the Giants, who are two weeks in a row. I got them fucking Giants. Well, Bills, and they're four. They're playing the Bills, and they're fourteen-point dogs. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, man, it's a, it's a DeBall revenge game, bro. You never know. Yeah, oh, no, they never they, know. They fucking double punishment again. Fuck. All right, so we got our helmets drawn. We won't draw for Joe until he is back, which he never probably will be. So it's just the three of us doing this. We're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get, go ahead and give Joe a DNP. We're gonna give Joe a DNP yeah. for this week. All right. So now we got the segment that we've been waiting a long, long time for. Back after a long layoff, we have the Chronic Corner. Take a hit from the ball. Put the down just for a 
yeah. Let's get some chronic, baby. Let's get some chronic. <laughs> All right, so here, here, here I, have a t- I have a topic for you guys. So just recently I've been watching a lot of these older players from the 90s and from, you know, late 80s talking about how they used to smoke two blunts, you know, take five shots of Hennessy and go ahead and play a game. How is that – how did they get past the, the testing procedures in that time frame? How is it possible with as stringent uh, as it was? They were told when they're going to do testing. They're all, yeah. They always yeah. know when they're going oh, to do all, it. So they had to get it out of their system, that's all, to that point. The ni- yeah, oh, the I'm ni- sure, the, the I'm ni- sure they burned. used somebody else's pee. That, well, not that, you know, the niacin burn works. Like, my, Cliff Thomas, who I used to work with at Cheesecake um, worked together. Cheesecake Factory would do random drug tests on people, and but we always knew what day it was coming. And fucking Cliff would do the niacin burn, and he would pass every single fucking urine test from the Cheesecake Factory. So, so, I mean, again, where were the Josh Gordons of the world back then, though? The repeat offenders? Uh, Dude, I don't know. Well, that comes to my second point. This new generation generation is completely irresponsible with the fucking drugs. Absolutely fucking irresponsible, bro. Holy shit, are they dumb, bro? They're just dumb. They're They're dumb beyond fucking needs, man. How bad they are. Oh, my God. Fucking awful. So now now imagine imagine Josh Gordon being able to, you know, actually play when he was in his prime for, again, he failed his, his drug tests were for marijuana. They were for cannabis. There was nothing else really in there. So, yeah. I, either the NFL no, is just stupid or, like, they should have – why didn't someone on the Browns let him know? Like, dude, go get some synthetic urine or go burn – go use a nice and burn. Yeah, dude, seriously. But, man, I mean, what can you do? Know. Right now, so the good thing is that the NBA – has now removed it as a banned substance, you know, to be, uh, you know, uh, suspended for. So THC no longer applies for the NBA. And I believe the NFL as well. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. That that kind of segues into the second question. That segues into the second question for both of you guys. When will the NFL start making money off of the industry? Or are they still too very, Never. you know, worried about their image and how they're perceived? I, I don't I, – I'll be honest with you. I don't think that they are – I don't think that they are ever going to fully embrace it like the NBA has. The NFL is – the ownership is too old school. You know what I mean? NBA is kind of like new, the hip league. Uh, the owners are buddy-buddies with the players. NFL is kind of like, no, you know, we're our brand. We don't want to be seen as, you know, because there's still a lot of, I guess, to, to my point, is there's a lot of conservatives that watch the NFL 
And as you saw with the handling of Colin Kaepernick and when he was kneeling for the flag, a lot of the owners were not on board with that, even regardless of the message Kaepernick was trying to say. The owners were not on board, and I don't see them being on board with embracing marijuana use. Now, I mean, I, think about, I places, think about that. places like Denver, though. Think yeah, I, like Denver. that's what I'm about. Okay. I don't agree okay. with, with that statement, Lou. Is I, I think with it being banned by the federal government for so long, yes, I think that's that's why a lot of these leagues just they didn't want it around, right? Now that it's yeah. becoming more common, and now they're doing more studies and say, hey, it, it actually is helpful these play, for these players and everything. That's why they're more open, and that's why they're going to do it. I mean, now I think on the ballot in Ohio, it's about. We're about to vote again to see if it's going to be legalized, not just for medical, but for personal use. So right, but but the thing like is, in the state of Ohio, it's been because because it's been medically made available. It's also decriminalized with with limitation. So that's exactly. a huge thing for the state. Yeah, I mean, how many people can they let out of jail now because of marijuana charges for the last? 15, 20 years that they've arrested or yep. not and everything. I, I, so. You know, I'm thinking it, it you know, it's a, the segment la- ran a little bit longer than I wanted to, but I think of like Ricky Williams, you know, I think of players yeah. that lost out on careers because of cannabis. Yeah. There, I mean, there was a couple that, yeah, like Josh Gordon too. Josh Gordon would is a big one to me. I mean, yeah, I mean that, yeah. that so. guy lost his career from it. Ricky Williams, I think, was one of yeah. like a year or two years out of his career. But like as a running back in his prime, those two years are like very, very valuable. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's 100%. that's when running backs were used like running backs too. They were they're not like they are now. Yeah. They didn't yeah. have two, three back systems. Now they only had one to two back systems back then. Well, real quick before we we end the Chronic Corner segment, I want to bring up something. Uh, it's issue two here in Ohio. Uh, it's a statewide issue that voters are going to be asked to decide in the November election, uh, which is uh, what is issue two. Issue two is the legalization of recreational marijuana. So See, this I just measure told was spearheaded. That. Uh the this is spearheaded by the coalition to regulate marijuana like alcohol would allow adults twenty one and over to buy and possess up to two and a half ounces of cannabis flour and fifteen grams of extract. Uh if the issue passes, Ohio would become the twenty fourth state to legalize cannabis for adult use. Uh, so uh, I'm kind of curious how Ohio votes on this. I know that I will vote yes to legalize it, uh, but I'm I'm not sure how Hey-oh! Ohioans feel on this. Just fuck you! Wow. Hey, listen. That's right. one, I'll tell you one thing. As long as it's not abused, the money that comes in from that industry can be used to do a lot of good things, man. Yeah. Well, so far, straw poll for issue two. There, it is 
right now 54% to legalize it. So it's very close. Right now that's on a, you know, that's on a straw poll. That's not, you know, official, but I am kind of curious how that's going to go. So it is expected, uh, Sam, as you, what you said, to generate hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue for the state and local government in Ohio. Well, I mean, the only problem with that is, is our state government actually going to spend that money doing the right thing, or are they going to fucking send it over to, to Ukraine? So here's, uh, here's the other thing. Now, I'm going to jump in and say something else. The first year that Denver went recreational, and I believe up, even up until now, they are showing the, the residents of the state where the money, the tax money from cannabis or marijuana, where is it going to? What percentage is going towards schools? What percentage is going towards roads? What percentage is going towards yeah. X, whatever it is, right? They're showing them that. If, if Ohio did it right, they should do the same shit. Show the people where they put yeah. the money, man. Show me the money. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think I think it would be good. To me, it also gets rid of the black market for the most part. The fact that you got to be 21 or older to buy it, um, you know, will there still be people 16, 18, 19, you know, whatever, smoking weed? I'm sure there will be. But um, I, I for the most part, I think it's good. And marijuana, man, I mean, it's how much different is marijuana from drinking beer? You know that there's kids 15, 16 years old drinking beer, getting getting fucking liquored up at high school parties. I, I fuck hey, I used to are you talking time. about my son right now? Maybe. Because <laughs> <laughs> he does both. You know, I'll yeah. say one thing, though, Mike. You know, you know, yeah. I am an advocate for the 21 and over on marijuana. And I'll tell you the reason why, because the brain doesn't necessarily the, the brain does not develop until that age you know there's a reason why your brain kind of slows down whatever the case is at that point i don't think Josh's and, brain ever developed well i mean that's obviously yeah. the question of the fucking century no. right but sorry sam <laughs> go ahead with your point so, I'm sorry. so right after sam makes this point if louis shuts up i've got a i've got a question for sam so shut the fuck up okay. louis <laughs> so, so these, these these you know so-called sixteen-year-olds, eighteen-year-olds, what what do they do to buy alcohol? They hung around those parking lots. They asked people. They paid a premium on on a six-pack of beer. They probably paid forty bucks for a six-pack of beer just so they could get yeah. it. That that's going to happen here as well if they make it that case. Yeah, kids are going to try to get past yeah. that law always. It's just the case. Yeah, right? it's going to happen for sure. For sure, agreed. Well, okay. So I now now I got two things to to discuss with you. So so number one is yes, I think you're right, Sam. With with these criminals, they're going to find a way to get the stuff into teenagers' hands, just like a lot of your country mates will sell vapes to teenagers, like just right out of the stores. <laughs> so right, right, right. Absolutely, one. without checking ID, without checking ID, without doing any of that stuff. Absolutely, you got nailed it right oh, on the money. Absolutely. Uh, and then and the number two, so you, you made a point about, about people uh, not developing the, the brain cortex until they're about 21, until their adulthood, right? So we have an issue in Ohio. It's issue one that's, that's for abortion, but it also 
allows kids to make decisions about transitioning. So are you saying that you are against kids being able to transition at a young age? You're against that? Absolutely. Yeah, yep. 100%. Because they, because they, they, can't, make, they, they can't make everything. a smart decision until their brain develops fully. I, that's, I, I believe so. And if you're wanting to make that decision earlier, right, let's say for whatever sake earlier, that you want to make that decision, let's say at 15 or 14 or 9, right, you're just going to have to wait until you're old enough to make the fucking transition, dude. Like, you can't go and buy but, a six-pack of beer until you're 21. You could find ways to try to transition, I guess. Until you're 21. Oh, no, you can go for 18. Josh, yeah, Josh you I'm, I'm reading Ohio's abort. I'm reading Ohio issue one. It has nothing. To, there's nothing in here about transitioning. This is all abortion. Oh, no, there is. Do you, it, there's, there is something about it. It's, it's fucking hidden in that whole thing. You I know the whole reading, thing. By, the by entire, giving the kids the ability to choose on making decisions, basically saying that you are now a property of the state and you're old enough to make your own decisions, is that what it's saying, really, across the board? Uh, that's from from what I understand, from what I was told. Yes, that's part of it. No, it, that's you have that's, you have wrong information, though, Josh. Um, I got the entire bill pulled up right here, the amendment for issue one. And there's nothing. It's just reproductive freedom. There's, there's nothing in here. If, if someone's telling you, oh, dude, reproductive that freedom could be misinterpreted. Reproductive exactly. freedom could be misinterpreted as transition, man. Exactly. Okay. So that that's what I'm saying. It's it's a very, it does impact parental rights. Through okay. through th- some of the the stuff. So that's that's the hidden stuff that are in a lot of these issues that we don't know because they're just trying to throw shit in. I, if you read the issue, there's probably like 150 pages or a thousand pages, like they do with all these bills in Congress. Yeah, hey, we're gonna just, put this I, issue I on the bill. That's that's why you gotta do it in Chat GPT, Josh. That's what I do. I take those bills because it's usually 100, 200 pages of shit that I don't fucking understand, and I throw it in chat GPT, and I say, explain it to me, and it, and it fucking explains the shit like I'm fucking retarded, and it's fucking beautiful. <laughs> I understand oh, yeah. exactly what's in this bill. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean uh, again, uh, I don't expect much from you, Mike, so it's all right. I understand wow. why you, you need to use chat Thanks, GPT buddy. to understand a fucking bill. I don't understand. Do you have to come in town this weekend? Fuck, man. <laughs> I don't know if I fucking want to see Look, him. man, all, all I wanted was fucking... some hummus and some pita, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, that was a great chronic quarter. Good discussion. Uh, I want to get to our bracket. Reveal that before going into the pettiness of LeBron and then also covering the Hamas and Israel war a little bit more and then talking some potential baseball and college college football. But let's go to the bracket here. I'm going to share it here. Uh, some upsets happened. Uh, I'm a little surprised at some of the upsets. So, all right. We got 
Biff from Back to the Future going over Chet with 70% of the vote. That wasn't very close. But Uncle Frank moves on to the Sweet 16, upsetting Steph McKee from Pretty in Pink. Uncle Frank with 65% of the vote. That's because look look what you you did, you little jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Ogre beats Mike Simone with 70% of the vote. I think. Asshole. And in a big upset, Principal Rooney upsets Johnny Lawrence from Karate Kid with 52% of the vote. Close one. I, I think very, that's very because a lot of people – I think that's because a lot of people are starting to see, like, maybe uh, uh, Karate Kid was as bad the, as, the whole time. Yeah, it might be. And also, if you remember the end of Karate Kid, his – they, like, shook hands, and he was like, you're all right, LaRusso. And then his sensei was trying to beat the shit out of him in the parking lot when Mr. Miyagi had to intervene. Yep. So, Principal Rooney, moving on, so gives us the sweet 16 of Biff versus Uncle Frank, Ogre, and Principal Rooney. I think I think the championship for that bracket uh, to determine the final four is going to be Biff and Principal Rooney. I really do. I, yeah, I think I that's going to be the, the top two. All right. And, and the, the other thing side is, of that Principal bracket, Rooney probably could have been a principal at Biff's high school. And vice versa, right? Been, like, those two fit in yeah. very well as, like, principal students, yeah. right? Yes. Yes. All right. Dr. Evil upset Stifler with 55% of the vote. I'm so, I was shocked at that one. I was very surprised that by Dr. Evil. No, you didn't. Moving because on. you said it could be the upset. I don't remember saying that. Yeah, you caught it last day. Like, that could be an upset because people love Dr. Okay. Abel. Okay, okay. Uh, Bill Lumberg going over Sack Lodge in another tightly contested one. That was Bill Lumberg goes with 52% of the vote. Veruca Salt from Charlie and Chocolate Factory eviscerates Bryce Walker. She wins with 80% of the vote. Moving on. And White Goodman dispatches upstart Rafi. White Goodman goes on with 60% of the vote. So I'm curious who's coming out of there. I, If I had Dr. Guess, Evil? Dr. Evil and White Goodman in the Elite Eight. I'm not sure, but I think White Goodman, Dr. Evil are coming out, are, are going to be fighting for a Final Four spot there. But we'll see what happens. All right, back up top. Shooter McGavin going over Jeff Anderson from Clerks with 90% of the vote. Shooter. Shooter. Eric from Step Brothers going over Tucker Max with 70% of the vote. O'Bannon from Dazed and Confused goes over the Duke Brothers with 75% of the vote. And Draco Malfoy upsets Clubber Lang. Draco Malfoy moving on with 60% of the vote. And then in our last region, a couple close ones here. Dennis Reynolds beating Larry David with 52% of the vote. Cartman going over Barney Stinson with 60% of the vote. Job Bluth going over Dr. Perry Cox with 55% of the vote. And Kenny Powers with 85% of the vote going past Lewis Litt. So, out of these brackets, 
it's going to be Shooter and Draco Malfoy. I really do. And I think Shooter obliv- uh, just obliterates Draco. And I really think it's going to be Cartman and Kenny Powers in the, in the early days too. there. With, yeah, I think that's – and Cartman might come out of that bracket. We might have a final four of – Yeah, you freaking asshole! Evil, Shooter, McGavin, and Cartman. That could be our final four. So we'll, we'll so, see. So the we'll see. Is, the question is, if, if Cartman and Kenny Powers are in there and Cartman beats them, do we get to say – Oh, my God, you killed Kenny. Yes, you can absolutely 100% say that. I'll allow it. <laughs> oh, man. But good bracket so far. Um, I'm curious. Now, in the in the one bracket that kind of did this, uh, we have different people that they selected. Uh, they had some of the same people. But Shooter McGavin won it. I'm curious if Shooter wins this one, too. But I think... I, it, he's going to be very difficult to upset, and I think he's in a bracket right now. He doesn't have any competition until he gets to the final four. Let's just face it. Derek from Step Brothers is probably going to be his toughest competition, and I, if, I, I don't think Draco Malfoy has the has enough to, to upset Shooter potentially, or 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 no. O'Bannon. Either. No, I, I mean, I think Biff Tannen and Shooter are going to be in the finals. Uh, I just see them. They're the okay. two most most iconic characters in movies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, although, Car- <laughs> although Cartman poses a severe threat, I think, too. Most Sam, of these people, all most, right. most of these characters, most of these characters, yeah. I think that they, they flirt between a fine line of like being a villain and being a jerk, right? So I think Malfoy yep. is a way like way more of a villain than a jerk. That's why I don't think he would kill me, right? Okay, yeah. I'm surprised though that Clubber Lang lost to Draco Malfoy. Actually, I'm a little surprised about that, but who knows? Maybe maybe Clubber Lang also fits that description more of a of a villain than he does just a just a jerk in general. So, um, all right. So, um, Joe Beetle has been hitting a lot of the podcasts and sports media circuit. And he, she's talked openly about how LeBron James wanted her fired from NBA countdown on, um, uh, ESPN. And, um, just and she doesn't know why she's she's known Maverick Carter for a while. She's seen LeBron James in his camp out. She's tried to talk to him. They don't want to talk to him. Talk to her. I mean, Michelle Beadle believes that it stems from her kind of making fun of the decision, even though a bunch of people did that. And LeBron James never really got over that. LeBron James preferred Rachel Nichols. Um, I don't know if you guys remember a while ago when that audio leaked of Michelle uh, of Rachel Nichols talking about Maria Taylor and then Maria Taylor ended up leaving ESPN to go to NBC. There's some thoughts that Michelle Beadle may have leaked that audio conversation with Rachel Nichols because they didn't really get along. Um, but I just, dude, to me, Ron James is such a fucking petty person. And I feel like LeBron James is honestly, he's mentally weak. 
And that's why I don't believe he would have survived in an era having to play Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, the the Bad Boys, Pistons, and Magic Johnson. I think he would have been eaten alive. If you can give him his current skill set and his current body type and drop him in the 80s, but keep his same mental capacity, I don't. I, I think he's just another good player. And you guys, might uh, no, I think he would I don't think he would have lasted this long. I think he would have been out of the league. Okay. You would have guys like yeah. Bill Lambeer push him around knowing that, listen, Bill Lambeer doesn't bring anything of value to that team. He's just there to right. fuck you up. Right? Yeah. I mean, LeBron just a man. He, would, he would get shook by a guy like that. Yeah, he would. He would. And just, everybody just imagine says what Dennis now, Rodman would do to him. Oh, yeah, exactly, I, dude. And everybody I says now the guys are more skilled. I, I'm sorry. I don't think they're more skilled. The rules are easier. I, Sam, if you like, Sam, I could drop you in the NBA now, and I bet you could average four points a game. If I put bro, you in the four NBA right is, now, four point, bro, four point. That was an awkward silence because yo, four points is tough, man. It's tough. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. You I, drop me in the big three. That's a different story. I'll play in half court, cause. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I'm saying get you a trainer, get you in shape, basketball shape, drop oh, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. like Absolutely. 20 pounds. That's a different story. You get me a trainer, get me NBA ready, G League ready, whatever you want to call it. Yes, yes, yes. It's possible. It's possible. Same goes for you. Same goes for you. Same goes for Josh, bro. Yeah. Dude, with the rules today, it's fucking crazy. Like, it is – Unbelievable how easy it is to score. Like people are like, "Oh no, it's 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 still pretty tough." I'm like, "Bro, dude, Peyton Pritchard." I don't know if you guys have you ever heard of Peyton Pritchard. Some of you guys, ever I have. Heard I have. Of him? I have. Yeah. Guy, right? Okay. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. Hardcore basketball fans know Peyton Pritchard, but he's like the seventh. He's probably like the ninth best dude on that team. And this guy just got paid. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong fucking thing. I was like, how is he averaging 23 and a half points per game? I apologize. I'm looking at fucking preseason right now. I need to look. I'm trying to look at last season stats. So, uh, let's see, regular season. Been, there we go. He played last season, bro. He played garbage time last year. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, I'm going to go down this list to somebody who might not be fucking known by average fan, okay? Um, and, and see if Jordan Clarkson, by the way, Jordan Clarkson, he averaged – 20.8 points per game. 20.8. Six man Let me ask two. you, Jordan. Six man of the year. Jordan Clarkson, nice player. Would Jordan Clarkson in the 80s and 90s be relevant? Does he have the skills? He wouldn't to even be, make a team. He wouldn't make time. a team, bro. He wouldn't make a team. Don't they wouldn't so take either. him. He's a he, he would be like a 12th man on the bench. He's six foot five guard, dude, and I don't think I averages. He's a point guard, 
five, and he only averages four assists per game. He I needs don't to have the ball in his hands. He needs to have the ball. And he's not a star. Only stars could have the ball in their hands like 20. that, right? You're right, dude. And I don't think he's averaging 20 points in the 80s and 90s. Everybody says that that era is garbage, that Jordan didn't play against anybody. But I'm sorry, they still fucking played defense during that time. And going back to LeBron James, his level of pettiness. Like, can you imagine being so petty about someone that made fun of you for a a decision that, uh, like, half the world made fun of you for, and you're trying to go into her pocket and affect her career? Like, how weak are you? That's that's super petty, bro. That's super petty. Yeah. That's fucking Tom Petty, man. (laughs) Free calling. I just... (laughs) I just... I don't understand it, dude. And, like, LeBron comes out on his fucking show, The Shop, and he's like, oh, yeah, when he came back and beat Golden State, I think that made me the greatest of all time. No, dude. No, you team hop, and you always try to stack the deck in your favor, and you still can't win. You still can't win. Every, You know, everybody talks. Here's the thing that pisses me off, Sam. Everybody talks about the competition – that Jordan faced in the finals and and what LeBron has faced in the finals. And if you look and they want to say, oh, that Spurs team uh, that uh, was really good and fine. They don't give Jordan credit for beating a Lakers team, but they give LeBron James credit for beating a team that had – 37-year-old Tim Duncan, 32-year-old Tony Parker, and 37-year-old Manu Ginobili leading that team. And then, obviously, you had a rookie Kawhi Leonard on that team. Fine. Uh, I think Kawhi Leonard actually came. I apologize. I think um, – He came out. Yeah, he was a rookie. He came after they beat him. Yeah, so they beat the Heat, the one, but he wasn't on the 2012-2013 team. So, I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong year. So, Tim Duncan, no, yeah, Kawhi Leonard was a rookie when they lost 4-3 to the Heat. He was a rookie. But Tony Parker was 30. Tim Duncan was 36. Manny Ginobili was 35. Steven Jackson was 34. And so, that was that team. Nobody talks about team that Michael Jordan beat. Nobody talks about that team. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and here. say one thing real quick. I'm going to say one thing real quick, and, and, and you can everyone can take it for what it is. Chuck Daly, who, who, who coached the, the Pistons forever yeah. and a day, right? He was the yep. coach, head coach for the 92 Dream Team, right? That's how great of a yeah. coach he was. Jordan had to see yeah. him in his conference year in, year out. It's like seeing Greg Popovich yeah. in your same division year in, year out. And, and it's not it's not an easy thing because guess what? It wasn't just Chuck Daly playing fucking basketball. He had an all-star Hall of right. Fame squad that he was bringing, you know, yes, every he year did. against Jordan. He did, yeah. So uh, the, 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 you know, the, the people that say that he didn't face any competition, that's bullshit. Bullshit. By the way, Magic Johnson was 31 years old. 
Tim Duncan was 36. Magic Johnson was 31. James Worthy, 29. Tony Parker, 30. A.C. Green, 27. Manny Ginobili was 35. Vladi Divac, 22. Byron Scott, 29. Sam Perkins, 29. Michael Thompson was the oldest of the and leftovers from the 80s. He was 36. Why doesn't Jordan get credit for beating the Lakers? They all say they were old and beat up and they weren't the Showtime Lakers anymore. Meanwhile, that Lakers team <laughs> won 58 me? games. Are you kidding me? That's they crazy. How is 31 old, yeah. old, bro? How is 31 old? Here's, here's why they say 31 is old, and this is the argument that they make, which is funny because it counteracts their argument for why the NBA is better now. The, 30, the Lakers were older because the era was rougher, so guys' careers ended sooner, and Magic Johnson was a year uh, was a year away from finding out he had AIDS, or he found out he had AIDS later that year. So what you're telling me is that guys aged faster in that era. So it was like the equivalent of beating like 36 in today's game, right? Let's say five-year difference. So what you're telling me is – So that would put LeBron at what age in that era now? LeBron at that era now is like 40 – in that era would be like playing basketball at 44, 43. But what you're telling me is – it was a rougher league back then, so guys aged faster. But that come into play when you're telling me that it's a better league now? Come on, dude. Come on. If you stuck LeBron in that era, he would age just as fast as these guys did. Yeah, he would. You know? He absolutely and I would say even more like, so because he's playing power forward. He's banging with the big boys, you know? No, no, like, no coach right. in that era would put him at small forward. No coach in that era would put him at small forward. Six, eight, you're playing power forward, power forward bro. Doesn't matter. Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, Dennis Rodman, and Sean Kemp, and some of these other dudes every night. That's why yeah. also he's taking a beating, uh, bro. He's taking a beating. He's taking a beating. I, I who's who's done pretty well, Julius Randle, and I say. I don't think Julius Randle would be that good in that era. Wait, wait, I don't wait till you catch now. an elbow from from twenty five year old Carl Malone. Just wait till you catch one of those. Oh yeah, that's it. Now it's over. I think guys like Embiid, Doncic, Dame, Giannis would all be fine. Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis would have to be a better shooter because they probably. Anthony Davis in that era wouldn't would have to play center or power forward. He wouldn't be bang, but he would be forced to bang down low. If you're honestly, if Anthony Davis is fucking down there with Hakeem Olajuwon and Patrick Ewing and David Robinson, he's and Shaq, he's getting fucking annihilated. He's yeah, getting you know, annihilated. That's what I'm saying. I, you know, I have to disagree. Though yeah. Kevin Durant, I'm sorry, will will not make the cut. He's being forced to play the four where he wants to shoot, but he can't. He's going to have to reinvent his game. Add on I way think, more muscle. Take away his jumpers. I, think Durant could have, I still think Durant could have played small forward back in that day. I think they still nope, would have put him I don't small think forward. So. They I had, don't think so. He would have been forced because, guess what, back then, 
you have to constantly look for either an offensive rebound or a defensive rebound. For the mere fact that he's 6'11", he has to play the yeah. four or the five, bro. Well, I'm trying to think. James Worthy was six foot eight. Tony Kukoc, Tony Kukoc was six foot ten, man, and he played small forward. He would have been a better version of me, Kukoc. Well, Kukoc, I mean, think? Kukoc had to, he they put they put him in that lineup because of, of what they had, right? Let's be real. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They wouldn't have done that normally. That's Someone that's six eleven is not yeah. playing small forward. Because they can shoot all of a sudden, you know. No, bro. That era, it, okay. it was big boys. It was big boys. All right. Anthony Davis would not be able to exist. He'd have an injury. The he would he, he, he definitely would, 100%. All right, guys. Um, I want to I wanna move on here. I want to talk about one or two things. I wanted to talk about Israel a little bit more, but we might put a pin in that for later on. I want to talk some baseball real quick. Josh, I don't know if, you, if you're still on the call, but I want to ask both of you, um, if the Dodgers end up losing to the Diamondbacks in the DS, what would another postseason collapse mean for that team? Uh, business as usual. Spend more money? No, I mean – I mean, are they – are they firing anybody? Do you think? Are they are they making changes? Like Dave, Dave Roberts is still the manager, right? And in, in, um, for the Dodgers, yeah, I think I think if they lose, moving on from Dave Roberts, there's no question. Like they they, I, he's got to go, right? No, I think I think he should be fired. If 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 they lose, I think he should be fired. They just need to come with a new okay. coach. Yeah, I mean, they're spending money. They've got one of the best rotations, one of the best ballpens, best offenses in baseball, and you can't win. Um, and that, and so especially I, against the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are pretty you, good. Do you know that the Dodgers finished 16 games in front of the Diamondbacks? The Diamondbacks were a wild card team, but were 16 games out of first place, and you're about to lose to that team. In the playoffs. I mean, you could say the same thing with Atlanta and Philadelphia. Philadelphia True. winning that division two to one. But Philadelphia, to be honest, was not healthy for most of the year. They only got healthy in August, and it shows as they fucking got hot. That and the and the. If you look at Philadelphia, they got some star power too, on. right, Mike? I mean, the Phillies have a lot a lot of good players, right? They they do. Like if you look at their roster. Uh, starting at, like, they got J.T. Romoto, they got Alec Baum, Trey Turner, fucking Kyle Schwarber, Bryce Harper, like, and, and then you look at their pitching with Zach Wheeler and Taiwan Walker and Ranger Suarez and Aaron Nola and then Craig Kimbrell. They're, they're fucking really loaded, and they they won 90 games. They won 90 games, which is no no joke, right? And like I said, they got hot at the end, but they just eviscerated Atlanta today. They beat them ten to two. They're one game away from moving on to the NLCS. So, but the Dodgers that was my team, baby. Right, Mike. Based on last year, you'd like Atlanta to go far this year. 
I thought that they really were going to go. I thought that Atlanta was going to be really quite formidable in the playoffs. And they just, honestly, they haven't looked the part. They just, no, they I'm haven't you, looked because Philadelphia, great. Philadelphia was there last year. They were in the World Series yeah. last year. I've said it from the beginning yeah. of the playoffs. I said that's the most dangerous team in the playoffs. Because they were there yeah. last year, their team starting it healthy, and that's yeah. one team I would not want to face. And yeah, I feel like sure enough, Atlanta drew through. the short end of the stick. Like I feel like if Atlanta got the Diamondbacks instead of the Phillies, Atlanta would have already moved on. They would have already been Diamondbacks and been gone. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting if we get a Philadelphia Arizona NLDS. I. I I think or NLCS. I think Philly's going back to the World Series again, and I don't know who they're going to face out of the American League. I, I think it would be the Texas Rangers because I think the Rangers are the best team right now. I mean, they they just swept the Orioles, and the Rangers are a very very good team. So, um, no, I, and, I, I think uh, what, that. So here, right, here's an sorry. interesting thing about that too. So we all know that the Mets kind of started trading away pieces in mid-year, right? And yes, yeah. uh, Verlander went back to the Astros, and uh, the other guy went to the Rangers. So it'd be very, it's very funny that they're about oh. to meet up in the in a, the ALDS or ALCS. The biggest thing, man, is the Rangers don't have any of those guys. They don't have Max Scherzer. He's out. He's the guy that the Mets traded, and the big, mm-hmm. the big person that they that they, they that they got is also gone because he had Tommy John John surgery. Jacob Degrom. So two of their biggest pieces, um, two of their biggest pieces, are gone. And two of their best pitchers are out. So no, I mean, so no, Max what, Scherzer, what makes Texas so dangerous is is that offense. They yeah. can hit the ball. They can, and they might get Scherzer. But they do got young arms. ALCS. But but a lot of those young arms are also hurt. Like uh, Kumar Rocker. Rocker underwent uh, Tommy John surgery earlier in the year, and they got you know they got Aroldis Chapman in the bullpen. They got Dane Dunning, uh, who can start, and he's a he's a bullpen guy too. Uh, they got Will Smith uh, there too, so they got they got some guys. But um, I don't know if they get Scherzer back for the ALCS because right now he uh, he threw a simulated game. Uh, what's today? Is today the tenth? Uh, what today's the eleventh? So yesterday, yesterday he threw a simulated game, um, and they're hoping he's had shoulder injuries that he may maybe comes back in the ALCS. If they get him back to the ALCS. I don't know if the Astros or the Twins have enough to get by the Rangers. And I think a Rangers-Phillies World Series would be very, very fun to watch, man. I think that would be an excellent series. So, Actually, you know what? I would I'd rather have the Diamondbacks versus uh, uh, would you? I don't the Rangers. Okay. I don't have any interest. The Diamondbacks have no star power to me. I feel like that won't draw. I, no, but, I mean, for, for a team to come out of nowhere because no one picked them, yeah. To even make the playoffs this year, I mean that's that's why I'd want to see it. 
I I'm just tired you. of well, saying teams being being in the fucking move. Yeah. No, I, hear I mean, you, I, I I really wanted the Astros to win the World Series just because of Dusty Baker. That's the only reason why. Because I, I figured, yeah. you know what, you've been in this league, you've been the manager for 20-something years. You've always had good teams, but you can never get over the hump, and you finally got over the hump. So that's the only reason why I was rooting for the Astros that year. But, no, I'd love to see Texas win because I, I don't think they've ever won it. I know Arizona won it the one year, but uh, I'd like to see them. Philadelphia, I just think they're they're the new fucking Yankees, and they're gonna go spend a shit ton of money to to win it. You think so? I mean, yeah, I mean spending money for a either. minute. It's not like they haven't spending it, it. It's not like they haven't been spending money. They've been spending money. Oh, exactly. They're right. seeing returns I just don't now. Like teams that want to buy the fucking World Series. They're seeing returns now. They spent money a while ago. They're seeing returns now, you know. Yeah. I mean, they but they keep spending money. They they just paid Kyle Schwarber to come there. They paid the pitcher uh, Zach Wheeler to come there. I mean, they keep paying people. After they just gave freaking Bryce Harper and and all them big ass contracts, Trey Turner, they got him from the Dodgers. So, and he sucked for pretty much the whole year. Until now, all of a sudden. Nick Castellanos, they paid for him to come. I mean, they, they, they're they paying they're paying players to, to get there. I just think they're doing it better than the Yankees now. But that's the one yeah. thing I would love MLB to come up with is a salary cap. That's what needs to happen in, in Major League Baseball. If they want to bring fans back and get fans, they bring a salary cap. That way... It's all on a level playing field. Yeah. And you make these small market teams, they have to they have to have a million-dollar payroll. They want to stay, yeah. like, a small amount, then they have to have at least a million-dollar payroll. They can't be $50 million, like the Pirates have been, like the Reds have been lately. Right. Oh, I hear you, man. I agree. I agree, but it's, I don't know, it's, I don't think it's ever going to happen, so. No, I know. I don't think the union's ever going to go for it. All right, last thing, and then I'm going to table some of this stuff for next Wednesday's show, but I, I, two questions in college football, the first we're going to talk about now is, who is the best team in the Pac-12? This is a loaded fucking conference this year. Um, if you look at the standings, they got multiple teams in the top 25. Uh, the Pac-12 has USC, Oregon, and Washington in the top 10. And then add those teams plus Oregon State, Utah, and UCLA, and Washington State round out the top 20. Plus then you add in a team like Colorado on the outside. Who's the best team in the Pac-12? Washington. I. You said they're pretty confident, man. I think, yeah. I have I think Washington is. Uh, just for the fact that uh, their offense, it's banging. They've got a good defense. They can stop people. Uh, USC, yes, they got a great offense, but they almost lost to Arizona. Defense. Yeah. And they, and they almost let like Colorado come all the way back. They almost let like Colorado yeah. come all the way back. They were up like 
by like four scores, and 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 Colorado made that a one score game in the end. Well, you go you go back to so. the USC game where Caleb Williams scores. They missed a holding call during that two point conversion. Yeah. They, I mean, there was definitely holding on USC to get them in, and then USC stopped uh, Arizona to win it basically. So I don't think they're I don't think they're well, a threat. Yeah, Utah yeah. could be but a to threat. Be fair, Cam Rising comes back. Washington State also struggled, or Washington, sorry, struggled against Arizona as well. They only beat them thirty-one to twenty-four. So it was also a close game. Yeah, but not in two ever times. True. Uh, true. True. So one of the reasons why I was going to say Washington as well is that yeah, the defense has been a little lax lately, but I think the defense is what makes that team more dangerous. The, the offense can, can put up numbers, but the defense can yeah. also hold an offensive-minded team to a, a, a you know lesser number than their offense, right? What, yeah. What, what's crazy, though, for Washington is, get this, so they play Oregon this weekend, okay? Huge game. Huge game. Then they get Arizona State and Stanford. Their last four games are against USC, Utah, Oregon State, and Washington State, who are all ranked. That is going to be a very, very difficult stretch for Washington. Yeah, but I mean, I, what do you see USC have too at the end of the year? I mean, they've got they've got Washington, probably Oregon. They got yeah. So they end the year with so here's USC's schedule. And it's it's just as bad right now. They're at Notre Dame, then they get Utah, then Cal, Washington, Oregon, UCLA. So and that's, that's, that's a difficult. Yeah, well, I don't know if they're if the Pac-12 will still have a championship game. I'm sure they will, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I feel like. Washington, Oregon, and USC are all going to beat up on each other. Now, Colorado, they've lost now to Oregon and USC. They barely beat Arizona State. They got Stanford. Then Colorado still has to play at UCLA. They got Oregon State. They got Washington State and Utah. And I think Utah is absolutely going to butt-butt Colorado in the end. I I think Utah wins that game. I mean, it depends on what Utah team shows up. Offensively, they've looked like crap with this, uh, this new quarterback that they've had. I know, but when uh, are they getting Cam, Cam Rising, Rising being back? out? When are they, when are, when, are, when is he coming back? I mean, I, he, they were they were speculating he should have been back last week, but they held him again, and and we've seen what happened. Okay, if you should have had him playing, they would have won. Yeah, yeah, because they lost to Oregon State twenty-one to seven, and then they only mustered fourteen points against UCLA. So, yep. and they won these games defensively. Yeah, they've they but they got they got Cal coming back now, but then they got USC and Oregon, and they still got Washington. So Utah better hope that they get they get Cam Rising back. But this Pac-12 team, this Pac-12 is pretty fucking loaded. And honestly, I would not be surprised, Josh, if the Pac-12 sends two teams to the college football playoff in their final year. It would not surprise me one bit if Washington. I know Washington and USC play each other. But if it's a close game, and and that's the they and Washington finishes with one loss, let's say to like, you know, let's say Washington ends up playing and losing to, uh, I you know, uh, who knows like 
let's say, let's say Utah, right? And USC loses to Washington. It would not surprise me if both those teams make the college football playoff. So uh, it's, it's going to be. I don't think it'll happen. Okay. Because I, well, I, I, mean, I don't think but, it'll happen. If, 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 if there's going to be two teams from a conference, it's probably going to be the Big Ten. It would yeah, be. You got to. It would be. You got to hope that it would be either Ohio State or it'd be Penn State. Because the only loss they're going to probably have is either going to be against Michigan. Uh, either team. I, I, that's just the way I feel. Yeah, team, I think yeah. the voters, USC with one loss, they're done. They're not going to be in the college playoff. So you don't think so? Uh, I don't think so because if you look okay. at you look at how they are winning, they keep dropping in the rankings. Yeah, they're only ranked yeah. ten. So that's I know, but they've dropped week after week. Even though they keep winning, they yeah. keep dropping in the rankings because. They're barely beating teams. Can I ask you a question? Is there is there yeah. at any point, like even if a win is a win, but your performance is ugly, how how much does that you know affect the, uh, the overall rankings? I mean, like okay, I, I think the, it should. USC USC, I, I USC think... barely survived Arizona, right? Yeah, and they let yeah. they let Arizona Colorado come close. But let's let's Sorry, just say. You get you get Michigan that goes undefeated this year, right? Michigan's Michigan's gonna yeah. be in the in there. Now you get a Penn State with a Michigan barely beating a Penn State. Are you gonna put them are you gonna put a one loss USC over a Penn State? Yes. Maybe. I don't think so. Depends. It depends. No, well, no, yeah, yeah, it depends. Also, You're right. Depends. If, if Josh, USC wins the conference is, championship, if, if, maybe, yes. If USC beats Notre Dame, oh, and let's say they lose to Washington, and then they beat Oregon and UCLA, and then they beat Washington again. And let's say Washington is undefeated going into the Pac-12 title game, and USC's only loss is to Washington, and then USC beats Washington in the Pac-12 title game. Why? The, why then they're, USC's the, they're the Pac-12 only... champions. They deserve it. Then you then you got to argue: yeah, Is Washington going to be the best one? The answer would be no. I would put – I'm sorry, Notre Dame with that loss last week, that hurts. That hurts USC if they go in and beat them. Yeah, but if Washington – I'm sorry, if Washington beats – they beat Utah and they beat Oregon State and they beat Washington State and they beat USC and then they lose to, let's say, like a number seven USC in the conference title game, they will have beaten more ranked teams than Penn State or Ohio State. They would have beaten more ranked teams. If Oregon only loses, like, two games, they're going to stay up there. Utah, if they lose, you know, only one more I'm, game or so, they're I'm at saying, two losses. But what I'm saying, gonna, I only so think the strength team. of schedule is way higher. The strength of schedule is way one higher. That's why I think Pac-12 teams are wanting to leave. Because, you know what, even if you play well, you're not going to be up there. Because Big Ten kind but, of they it, it supersedes it. They're right? all up there right now. The Big the Big Ten right now, but as soon as they start getting ranked. these L's, they're going to drop. That's what I'm saying. I don't I don't think two we'll teams see. we'll see if they are two teams from the Pac-12 is going to make it. If it's going to so, be anybody, it's going to be the Big Ten. Penn, Penn State's schedule is so god awful. They only play two teams that are ranked. That's Ohio State and Michigan. 
That's it. That's the only two teams that they are going to play that are currently ranked. If they and beat, but they have looked dominant. If walk in the park in all their the rest of the season besides those two games. The only two games, and if they lose, so if they if they lose both of those games, let's say Ohio lose, State. So are you gonna so so if Ohio we're, we're gonna we're gonna assume Ohio State beats Penn State, loses against Michigan. Are you going to keep Ohio State out of the playoff when their only loss is against Michigan? Yeah, if, if Washington's only loss is to USC in the conference title game and Washington beat six ranked opponents compared to Ohio State's two, you bet your fucking ass I'm leaving Ohio State out in the cold. Strength of schedule means something. Strength of schedule means something. And but you're gonna you're gonna start seeing these ranked teams drop out. Oregon State, they're gonna yeah. drop out. Washington State will drop out. That's we'll that's see. my point. Once these teams start losing, they're going to drop. That's why they're so far behind everybody anyway. No, no let me ask you a question real quick. Now let, let let's say Ohio State and Washington has this exact same record, right? As far as losses go. But Washington has played more ranked opponents than Ohio State has. What happens in that scenario? I I think they're going to put Ohio State in because their only loss would be against Michigan. And okay, and which, is why, which is why which is why teams want to leave. Me, they want to leave these other conferences ask, to join John, the larger conference, right? Agree. You're I, right. I don't I mean, think the they're going to be dead. You got you got to you got to follow the money. You got to follow the money, Lou. You got to follow it. Let me ask you a What's question. What's going to show no, more rankings? On. Who's are are you going to are you going to watch a a Washington versus Georgia game or are you going to watch a, a Georgia Ohio State game? The case TCU wouldn't have made the playoff last year. So, so let me ask mm-hmm. you. Let me ask you, Josh. If State loses from Michigan. Let's say they lose the game 38-13. to 13. It's a blowout. Let's say when Washington beats USC in the regular season, if that happens, let's say Washington wins that game like 31-27. to 27. Then USC turns around in the Pac-12 title game, beats Washington 34-31. You don't think that Washington losing by three to USC – and a, a team that they had already beat earlier in the season, but then lost to in the second time they played by three, is going to carry more no. weight than Ohio State getting the shit blown out of them by Michigan. I don't think so. I because I, it is if, it if, is if, dude. No, how, I don't. How? I'm telling you. I am telling you. How? They look at the Pac-12 like little sisters of the charity, like Nebraska. I'm sorry, they just do. No. Let's say, let's say Ohio the case, State runs the table. So Ohio State runs ranked. the table. They beat Michigan. Are you going to leave Michigan out? Michigan's schedule no is chance in hell. No chance in hell. No chance in hell that's happening, Josh. They, they're not going to leave Michigan out. I'm telling you, it's you follow the money. What's going to give you more ratings? It's not going to be a Washington You are forgetting team. the fact Michigan has only played – will only play two ranked teams all season, Penn State and Ohio that. State. I get that. But you go back, you Michigan. look at history. The last two years, Michigan has been good 
to get to the playoffs. You're not going to leave that team out. I'm telling you. They fucking They will not do it. Every year. They would not do it. They just like Bama. They they've been doing that with Bama for years. Yeah, well, Bama actually wins in the playoffs. Michigan does not. All right, guys. No, I agree with you. But I'm saying, money-wise, they will not do it. They will put a Big Ten over two Pac-10 schools. They will put two Big Ten schools over that all day, every day. Which is why they want to leave, man. That's all the time we got. We are out of time. We will be back at it strong next Wednesday. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. You can find us on Apple iTunes. You can find us on Amazon. You'll find us on Spotify. Uh, It's great being back. It was a great show today, and we look forward to speaking to you next Wednesday. So thanks, everybody, uh, and we will catch you later. We cover all bases, basic, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch where it take us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our response is amazing. All bases covered, yeah, yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome. First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather, then you know we bringing it home. We- Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus if you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all listen up CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.